0: Turning your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3 and then we're going to go to John chapter 8. And uh, I, I, I pray that this really affects all of us to stir our hearts up as to the power of the truth is what I'm preaching on this morning. And I want to start back in Genesis because I want you to see what we're facing. I want you to see why so many people are defeated. I want to see why so many people are, are so ripped apart today and in their bondage and see what that bondage is and what the root uh, of the enemy is using the terrace of art. I can't stand snakes. I don't know about you. I just can't stand snakes. And I think the, the perfect description of that slithering serpent in, in Genesis is perfect when you think of Satan, how he slithers into people's lives and, 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 and sitting up there and just whispering in her ear and telling uh, her this and that. But I, I want to read this. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. The Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but if the fruit of the tree was in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God knoweth that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be As God's knowing good and evil. You look back at the beginning and you say, How does Satan work? He works through lies. You got to understand that we look at the world and how his soul is infected with all this garbage and problems and stuff, and you say, How is he having such an impact? But he's got a powerful, powerful, powerful tool called lies. He started this way and he has not stopped working this way at all. And I thought about this of how he kept working through this to put people in bondage. Because you guys know after that, that they ran from God and hid and tried to cover their sin and doing all these things. But we talk about people in the world being in bondage, and we think about that. There's not physical chains. You don't ever look around and see these people that are bound in sins and say, well, the sin of affliction and the sin of bondage and sin is bondage. How does that look in real life? See, it's, it's not physical chains that they're dealing with, but they're, they're chains of lies. Lies that they can't ever be happy without drugs and alcohol. Lies that they can't ever be happy in their marriages. It, they're chains of lies that life will never get better. That life doesn't matter. That they'll never find true love. A lot of times this even leads to suicide. You stop and think about it. If God has the answer and the church is about reaching people in the world and the Bible has the answers for life, and, and yet we sit there and we come to church every week and we talk about that and we have that and we hold this and say, man, it's the answer, it's the answer. answer. And, and they reject this. You think about this. And this is truth. Amen? You guys with me in this morning? This is absolute truth. From cover to cover. Every bit of this is absolutely God's word. It is, it is truth. The world is rejecting that. You realize in order to reject truth, you have to accept a lie. So every time you see people that reject the church or reject preachers or reject the preaching of the, all, all these things that are going on, you've got to understand, mentally look at, they, they're bound by a lie. I don't need God. I don't need that church. I don't need, you know, all, all these different things. They, that the world is being infected by an absence of the Bible is to accept lies. I don't believe there's one true God. I don't believe that God created the world in seven days. I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe. They don't believe that there's a God or any of these other things, but they're all lies. When you think about it this way, most, if not all, of problems that people deal with today have some form of root going back to a lie. You see, we know that God is good, and God is love, and God is just, and God is all these things, but if you ever stopped to think about what the Bible says that Satan is? The Bible says in John 8, if you don't have time to turn there, I'll, I'll, we'll read it. John 8, 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he bowed not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Man, when, when, you, when you look at this perspective, when you understand this, Satan's saying, look at every bar and all the drugs and all this garbage and everything around you. You see that Satan is, is filling the world with lies. And he's the chief of it. He's the, he's the father of these lies. Here's a murder from the beginning, this verse says. His goal has always been out to destroy. Don't buy the lie. Let me tell you, I'm just kind of segwaying this for a minute. Don't buy the lie that you can play with a little sin and have your fun... And it won't affect you. It is a lie. You see, there's a lot of young people that go off to college and say, "Hey, this is my college years. I just want to live it up a little bit. I'm going to try this and do this drug and go out and smoke this. And I'm going to be with these girls and I'm going to have this kind of party. I'm going to do and all these other things." In their mind, they're thinking, "Oh, what harm could it do? Everybody wants to live it up a little bit." Let me tell you, there's an agenda. Let, let, let me read this, and you don't have to turn there. Let me read I think they got it in James 1.14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. You, you see, the thing is that everything Satan does with his lies, he's got an agenda to bring you down to nothing. So, oh, it's just a party, and oh, it's just a bunch of oh, it's this and that. Satan's going, yeah, just believe that. Yeah, go, have your fun. Just try that drug one time. Go ahead and drink with them one time. Go be with that girl one time. Go ahead, lie to your parents that one time. You deserve it. You're a young person. Live it up. You're, you're all, all these other things. He said, well, it's just, it's just. And Satan goes, yeah, just think that. Because Satan's sitting back going, I've got an agenda. See, when it is finished, when you get hooked on my poison, when you get into my thing, when you walk on that path, when you take that step, when it is done with you, it will destroy you. When it is done, there is no playing with it. There is no sampling. There is no just getting started. You realize that it is bondage. Satan is after destroy you, but I want to stay in the same chapter a little bit. Just, just go back. And, and God says this. We know this. But look at John 8, 30. We'll look at John 8, 44. John 8, 30. Jesus said, and he spake these words, and many believed on him. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. So Jesus said, hey guys, I'm going to tell you something. This will change your life. If you, if you, hey, 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 guys, listen. If you continue in my word, I'm, I'm going to give you the power. I'm going to show you something incredible. Listen. And ye shall know the what, church? Let's Try that again. You shall know the what? Truth. The opposite of lies. I'm going to tell you that Satan is a liar and he's father of it, but I'm going to tell you the truth. And let me tell you about the power of the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Out of all the bondage, out of all the addictions, out of everything that Satan says you can't be happy, you'll never get free, you'll never find true love. This will do this and this will do that. Satan comes on and says, "It won't hurt you." And God says, "It is bondage, but I will give you the power to set you free." Bondage, agenda, when it is finished, it's bringing forth death. And God turns around the other side and says, "But I will give you the power Be my disciples. Continue in my word. Lift up the truth. And I will look at verse 36. The Son therefore shall make you free and you shall be free indeed. I I love even how he just says in free, but you shall be free indeed. I'm telling you emphatically, explaining to you with all of my heart, we have the power indeed to save and change and transform lives. When you get that in your head, When you finally are convinced of this, church will no longer be a building you attend. The Bible is no longer a book you carry. The pageant is no longer a play we put on. The buses are no longer just transportation. Everything wraps around lifting up the truth that has the power to set people free. We have the power to change lives that are held captive. Do you believe that? Man, I I, I look at this, and I'm I'm so excited that God has given me and entrusted me this. And I want to show you this in action. We're going to turn to a passage, and we're going to walk through this passage. I want you to see this and and, and show what the Bible says about this principle. Turn to Acts chapter 16. This is where we're going to run through our message this morning. Spent a lot of time setting this up. I, I just want you to see Battle and you just look at it, Satan. When well, the Satan's lies, the world is lies, bondage is lies. It's got an agenda. It's out to destroy you. All these things. God says, "I've got the truth. The truth will set you free. The truth will make you different. The truth will change your life. The truth will transform All these things." And I want you. I want you to see this in action. Acts chapter sixteen, verse fifteen. And when she was baptized, her and her household, she besought us, saying, "You have judged me to be faithful to the Lord." Come into my house and abide there. She constrained us. And it came to pass as we went in prayer, and a certain damsel, possessed with a spirit of deviation, met us and and brought us her masters, which, but uh, much gained by sleuth, saying, This girl is possessed. This girl is bound. This girl literally is being pulled around, and they're treating her like a little freak show so that everybody could be entertained by this girl. And it was all demons, it was all the work of the devil. Paul's coming through there and he sees this. And the same followed Paul and cried on us, saying, These men and servants of the Most High God would show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. recognize God's power. I love the fact that the demons recognize God's power. Amen. Do, do you realize that when you walk in the Spirit of God and everything, and you're thinking, we walk through there and we're, we have the power of God and the power of the truth, that, that Satan goes, oh, I don't want to be over there. Man, there's something, there should be something different about Christians and the power of God being around your life to where it makes Satan want to run and go the other way. They recognize it. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved, turned aside and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her the same hour. Let, let Let me show you, life is good. Here he is, he's going through there, God's working, God's... Lydia was changed and and now he, he finds this woman that was demon possessed and she's no longer demon possessed, she's been set free they have this victory, Paul was declaring truth, she turned around and he declared Jesus Christ unto her, the demons had to tremble in the name of Jesus Christ and flee her, but I want to show you a few things verse 19, look it when her master saw, the hope of their gains was gone they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace under the rulers and brought them unto the magistrate, saying, These men, do, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our cities. You know what the guy was? He was like, Man, we lost all our money. Man, we lost this girl. She's been set free. Let me, let me tell you. Here's, here's point number one. Number one, the truth will always be opposed. The truth will always be Opposed. Here, here they are. They're coming up to them saying, hey, these guys are causing trouble in the city. No, they weren't. They were setting the captives free. You see, Satan is a liar. And when we're doing the work of God, he will not like it. I've had people that come up to me and say, Pastor Tony, man, I got involved in the church. And, and, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm trying to serve God. and I'm trying to get my life on track. And now it seems like, they, man, I'm, I'm being fought in every corner. Praise God. See, when we're giving the truth, Satan turns around and puts his target right on your back. The truth will always be opposed. Verse 22. Thank you, Michelle. You got my back, girl. And the multitudes rose up together against them. And the magistrates rent their clothes and commanded to beat them. When they had laid many stripes on them, cast them in the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast fasten the stocks. Can, can, I, can I go back and say, what is Satan's plan? Bondage? Shut down the truth? Introduce lies to shut down the truth? These guys are preaching the gospel, so what do they do? You know what we'll do? We'll put them in bondage. We'll, we'll, we'll shut them down. We'll make them close their mouth. We'll pull them out of there. You know why? Satan hates this. Don't be surprised when we get up here and say, hey, we're going to invite over 5,000 people to the church and we're going to preach the gospel every night, that there's not going to be some form of opposition. It's going to come to a church and it's going to come to you. You know why? Because we irritate the devil when we stand up and say truth. Kind of like, All right, we'll just, we'll just bound these guys. We'll shut them down. We're, we're not putting up with this. You know, and say... This doesn't seem fair. Well, let's just wait for the end of the story. Here's point number two. Not only is the truth always going to be opposed, but number two, the truth must be delivered. You see, the truth is the opposite of lies. Light is the opposite of darkness. Joy is the opposite of depression. So the thing is, if I have the truth and I've been set free and I'm in the light and they are in darkness and they are in depression... And they they are bound to these lies. It's not going to do any good to have that sitting in the pew of a church, or in your heart, on your nightstand, or in the back seat of your car. You see, if we have the truth, it's got to be delivered. You say all these crazy things this church does: Broad Street Mission and missions, and. Getting all these people, and man, they tore up the whole front of their church and doesn't look as pretty as it used to be. Hey, this building is a tool used to deliver the gospel. And you want to know if I'm bothered because there's fingerprints all over the doors from all the bus kids coming in. And yes, they put candy in some of our seats. And yes, we have to go up and clean up this and that. I'm okay with it because it all belongs to God. We are tools to use to deliver the gospel to the captives. That's what we're here for. It's not about shiny glass windows. It's not about looking good. It's not about polish this and polish that. Everything we have belonged to God and everything we have will be used for God's glory to see people come to know Christ. I don't know what we do. And you know what it is? I can't wait for them to say, our buses, I have so many miles on them. Praise God. Man, we've used that so many times. Praise God. It's okay because that's what it's for. We are called To deliver the gospel. So here's what happens. Opposition comes. Verse 25. And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Imagine it's dark. It's cold. No sounds of joy. You know. I'd be willing to bet in the history of this jail... The jailers did not go down the aisle and hear, I've got a river of life. You know, just like, you know, the jailers, you know. That thing. You like that, did not you? <laughs> Josh, we should put that on the website. Pull in lots of people. You know, it, it's just, it's not that kind of atmosphere. People go there to die. People go there to be afflicted. People go there because they're hopeless. People go there because they were busted. People go there because they're bound. There's nothing they can do. They reflected while well, all these things. All these things were there. Yeah, that's a perfect example. you got a prison right here. All those things, you, you can imagine those. Man, this is perfect. I should have acted this out. Imagine that these guys are in that inner prison and doing all this, and it is silence. All they hear is people cursing. All they hear is people yelling out or moaning or upset. Can, can I just paint that picture of what the world is like? You're driving down the road, and, and people are, they cut you off and they're yelling out the window. And, you know, I, I, was, I was in line to, to, to get uh, food or whatever at Chick fil A last night. And uh, the guy in front of me, I could hear him two, three cars down, just yelling at the guy that was serving the food and doing all that. Just people are just, and they're angry. They're upset. They have no joy. I'm gonna go home to a broken marriage, and I'm gonna tell my look at my son that hates me, and I'm I'm gonna go over here and find out that I'm broke and I might lose my job, and I'm not, and they're just like, oh, why? It's in that darkness. There's no light. There's no goodness. There's a, there if there is a God, then why are you doing all this? And you see, it's all lies. Because you realize there's no lies, and we come to church and we're we're preaching, oh, the blood, the precious blood that saved a wretch like me, and we sing these songs and tears come down our faces, and we're happy because we have the truth. But they're bound, they're bound, they're bound. The whole world is bound in that affliction. Jail cell to jail cell. They're stuck. And all they are is reminded of their faults, they're held captive for their mistakes. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't know what they prayed. You know what I'm saying? The Bible doesn't say that. But, you know, I don't know if it was, oh God, you are still the hope of salvation. As Paul and Silas were bound, I, I don't know what it was, but I know that they lifted up their voice to send out truth of praying and singing in the midst of this God, you make no mistakes. God, you're still on the throne. Imagine Silas just joining in and starts saying, How great is our God? Paul, sing with me, how great is our God. Name above all names. You are worthy of our praise. Our God, our God, how great is our God. And I'm telling you, I bet you it, it says, and all the prisoners heard them, I bet you because it got so quiet in there, they, they were like, What? They're gonna they just got beat. They were opposed. They tried to shut down the truth. This doesn't make sense. Man, it's ringing through there. In the midst of the darkness, two men had the truth, but they began to deliver and proclaim the truth in the midst of darkness and lies. Let me tell you, there's a God that's more powerful than any chain. There's a God that can make a difference. And you know what? I think it's almost that we buy into the lies. If I, what would you do if that was you? If you were the one bound in there, I'd be like, God, why me? God, I've served you. God, this isn't fair. And I, you know, it's just human flesh. See, we buy into a lot of lies, and so we keep our mouth shut. We we hinder delivering the truth because of the lies that we believe. You know, I'm pass out these flyers, but I ask my neighbors four years in a row, they're not coming. Satan goes, there you go, there you go. Just keep believing that. It's a lie. See, say, you know, what of these buses, I, I just don't know. I think it's babysitting, honestly. I, just, I think people put on the kids, and I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm okay with that. Because our babysitters give the gospel. Amen. <laughs> you, you see, I, I know the motive of the parents sometimes that are in it, then I know there's a lot of things that are going on, but that's okay. I don't know if the pageant really makes a difference. You know, it's just we bring them in there, and we don't see, you know, you know the altars aren't always full, things like that. And Satan goes, yeah, just believe that. You see, there's a lot of lies that even we'll believe. And I, I believe Paul and Silas were like you know what? We could just pray to ourselves and say, like, or we can just praise God. Maybe we just, maybe, maybe in the midst of the darkness, they need to hear the truth. Maybe if we open our lips and start praising God and they start and I promise you, as that noise starts emulating and starts bouncing off the walls of how great and the Lord is our joy and all these things are going through there. How amazing that they began to lift up the voice of truth. This night something different rang through the walls of that prison. There was a different message, a different tone. And the thing that I think is cool about this is they did not know who was listening. They were bound into the inner prison. There was no light. They, They were in stocks. The Bible talks about it. You see, the thing is, when you're praising God and you're lifting up your voice and you're thinking, man, I walked out of my class today and I don't think one of those kids were listening. Satan says, yeah, just keep thinking that. And I I pour my heart into my message or into my singing. I don't think they even care. Satan goes, yeah, just keep thinking that. Because the thing is, you don't know who you're affecting. You have no idea when we get up to lift up truth who's being affected by that. We release the power of God when we lift up the word of God or the word of truth. This is what happens. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, verse 26. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and every man's bands were loosed. All right, you've already jumped ahead of me, so I'll just meet you there. What happens when people are afflicted, but the truth is delivered to the captives? God said, the truth shall make you free. You talk about a perfect illustration in the scriptures of what God was doing, of how God, and you say, wait a minute, the, the, the truth of them doing that didn't break their chains. You're right, it was the power of God that did it. It's not the words out of my lip. It's not the words out of the choir. It's not the words of what you do. It's the power of God working through us. I'm just the delivery boy. It's, it's the product. It's the power. It's the words of God that makes all the difference. And they're sitting there delivering the word of God. And God shows up. This is more than a story about two guys stuck in jail. This is the story of what happens when Christians lift up truth in the midst of a world of lies. That's what this story is all about. And I still believe that people are sitting in darkness and feeling hopeless and bound. And I wonder if it's just because Christians aren't opening their lips to deliver truth. Last, we looked at truth will always be opposed, and truth must be delivered. But the last thing I want you to notice is truth has the power to change lives. Remember that this story illustrates the message of delivering truth. I want you to see this. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, verse 26, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken immediately. All the doors were open, and every man's bands were loosed. Now read this. Get this. And the keeper of the prison, and waking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, drew out his sword, and would have killed himself, supposing the prisoners had been fled. Now let me ask you a question. Were the prisoners still there? Yep. Yes. But he supposed, he thought that the prisoners were all gone. He believed a mental lie. And his lie led him to say, Then I should just kill myself because there's no hope to change this. Do you see what's going on here? Do you not see the spiritual warfare of what's going on? There is a preacher about to proclaim truth to him, feet away, and his instant thought is, I am hopeless. I will just take my life because there's nothing I can do to change this. It was a lie. It was a lie. You want to know why people are taking their lives and shooting up and doing this and going here and trying this because they're believing a lie to get them out of their troubles. Supposing that they had left. This happens all the time. The devil is at work in people's minds. And this was a dad. This was a husband. You say, oh, you're reading in and You're trying to enhance the story. No, I'm going to show you. I'll I'll prove it here in a minute. I I beg of every Christian at this minute to listen to what I have to say. Matter of fact, how many of you are saved? You know, without a doubt, raise your hand. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 All right. I'm going to lay something out for you. You've got got to understand. I'm going to show you your job. I'm going to show you how important you are, Okay. I'm going to challenge everyone is follow Paul's example. Verse 27. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm for we are all here. He gave the truth. You don't have to take your life. Stop with a loud voice. Stop it. It's not the truth. You believe a lie. It's going to be okay. You want to know why we do our Christmas drama, why we run buses, and why we do all that we do? Because we're going to run to the darkness, lift up our voice, and yell to those that have been lied to that they believed a lie, but there is hope for them yet. That is why we do what we do. And I'm telling you, if we want to change lives, if we want to turn the world upside down, if we want to make a difference in Columbus, we follow the example of Paul where we run the darkness, we lift up the truth, and we extinguish the lies. Paul cried with a loud voice, do thyself no harm. See, Satan is a murderer. He came to seek and destroy. Sin when it's finished. Bring it forth death, but I'm telling you, I hold the power to change all of that. I hold the power to change all of that. And I'm not the only one. I stand before a congregation this morning, and I tell you, we hold the power to change all of that. But it's not going to happen if we stay in that jail and go, oh, well, you know, a lot of work to be done. That's a lot of work to do that. Unless we lift up our voices. Let me tell you. He ran in there and said, put down your sword. Don't take your life. You matter to God. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and he fell down before Paul and Silas. You see, the light came in, and, and, and the, the light, you just see all the examples coming together. The light extinguishes the doubt. I don't, I don't get it, and I don't understand, and I, how would they all still be and How do you know they're here? Oh, they are. They really are. You mean that won't ever satisfy? No, uh-uh. You mean God does love me in spite me? Yep, yep, I'm telling you the truth. It's not what you thought it was. See, just lifting up that light. It's the power of the light extinguishes the darkness and it shows the reality of what things truly are. You say, what happens when a church does that? What happens? What's the outcome? What changes? What happens when we... When we get in there and we fill up an audience or we fill up a church or vacation Bible school, whatever it is, what happens when we give the truth and it's not us? It's God doing it and God showing and the power of the light changing. And he called for light in verse 30 and they brought him out and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You know what happened? What do I have to do to have what you've got? What do I have to do? It wasn't them dragging them down the aisle. We're going to sing stanza 62 now. just as No. You see, the power of the gospel, the power of the truth, the power of them delivering it brought them to the point of seeing their need of God. I love this. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. This man, I, you know, I've got good news. Not only does this have the power to change you, but it will change your whole family, man. You, you, you see just the beginning, because he probably went home, my kids don't want to listen to me. Now he's like, kids, I've got a guest with me. I mean, it's like, everything changed. Everything was different for the truth. And they spake unto the word of the Lord and all that were in his house. And he took the same hour that night washer their stripes, and baptized, and he and his and straightway, and, and he brought them into his house, and set meat before them, and rejoiced, believing God with all his house. I've thought about the other way. i thought about the earthquake camp, and they never sprang in to minister, they never sprang in. In a slight second, that guy takes his life, and he falls over. And that night, there being a knock on the door, and him walking in, and Saying, hey, are you, was your husband the, the Philippian jailer? I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but your husband died tonight. Oh my goodness, did those prisoners rise up and kill him? No, no, that's, he actually took his own life. Because he felt helpless and hopeless. Do you know that's happening all around us, church? It's happening all around us because nobody's speaking up to tell the truth before they do that. And then all of a sudden it affects that generation, the next generation. I just, the Lord just put this on my heart. But instead, those kids got a new daddy. You know, God bless us with the truth and it's not lost its power. I'm here to tell you, God's given us the truth and it's not, it's got the same power today that it did then. And, and there's two different things. I, I, I either want to ask you what side you're on, because either there's people here today. That you are that Christian that's sitting there, I don't know why God put me here, and I'm trying hard, and I'm I'm not going to... And you're discouraging, you're you're bought in the lies that your lips, given the truth, doesn't matter. And I'm here to tell you that it does matter, and it does change lives, and it does have the power to change the lies. Or you're like that other guy over here, where you're on the verge. And you're sitting there, what does my life matter? And I'm broken, and I'm tired, and and maybe they'd be better off if I just took my life, and I don't want to face... And you know what, it's lies, it's lies, it's lies. Because you matter to God, you matter to us, and God has you here for a reason because God wants to touch your life and God's got a plan for your life. But you've got to be freed of the lies.